Welcome to the Give This Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Leo Batchelor. She's a presenter, producer, and TEDx curator, as well as TEDx speaker. Leo, welcome to our podcast. Thank you very much for having me on. Like I said, when I first met you, I mean, I'm from New York City, originally born and raised, definitely I'm Chinese, so Liu is like a, like a Chinese name, and then you're an <laughs> English woman, and then you have a cool last name. So how did you come about this really cool, unique name? <laughs> uh, so my parents worked in language schools, and there was a student, and they, I always thought it was, must have been someone really close to them, someone really important. It wasn't. It was just a student. They liked the name. They pinched it. To much to my parent, my grandparents' dismay, they were like, poor thing, you can't call it that. But it's always a conversation starter. So I've got to be very thankful for that. Wait, your parent, your grandparents called you it? <laughs> yeah, they were like, you can't call it, Liu. It's... Like the poor child will have, will be tormented at school for having an unusual name. But it's, it's a challenge, but it's um, also a conversation starter. So. Yeah, and, and you're also a filmmaker. It's kind of like Oprah or Tiger Woods you know, <laughs> when they were growing up and they were like, what is that name? And now it's like Oprah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. It's, it's one of a kind. So talk <laughs> to us about your, your journey as a, as a filmmaker, as a person that likes storytelling. I mean, were you always passionate about storytelling? Uh, to be honest, no. It came about, it, for me, the, the idea of kind of making films, the, the speaking, all this kind of stuff comes from the point of being able to share an idea. As a kid, I had loads of big ideas, but I felt like I couldn't express them. I couldn't get them out. You know, when you share an idea and it's so big and people look at you and they're like, what, what are you talking about? And that for me was like the worst thing ever. And so I guess it was something as I grew up, I kind of learned to over time express my idea and tell my story. And really it was kind of wanting to share that with other people um, and helping them share their message really, because I know the kind of the challenge of the frustration of not being able to get your message across. And I didn't really want other people to have to go through that. So yeah, everything I do, the filmmaking um, and all the other bits kind of all comes down to that, like finding and getting your message out. Yeah, interesting. Do you remember any of these big ideas you mentioned when you were, when you were a kid, how old you were and what were you oh, talking about? It, it was probably, you know, for some crazy painting of a pony or something, I don't know. Um, I think it was, it was generally visually creative things and I did a lot of painting growing up. But I, I, to be honest, looking back, I think no wonder I couldn't express those ideas because when we're a kid, we, we can't express. And, and I think any creative will say, it's very hard to express a vision or an idea because it's not real. And that's the thing, isn't it? It's only when you open your mouth and get it out that you start to work out what it is. But um, it was just, yeah, for me, that idea of sharing an idea was ultimately how I, how I connected and how, where I got excited and wanted to share that. And then when people didn't get it, it's that, Oh God, that sinking feeling of they don't get me. Interesting. Right. And what specific ideas now do you like sharing or encourage other people to share? <laughs> uh, a lot of the, I'm really kind of passionate about helping people find and share those ideas that are kind of inbuilt in them. Like, you know, I said about my story, like me wanting to help others share theirs comes from my frustration at not being able to do it myself and therefore relating to people on that level. So a lot of the time it's helping others share an idea that often comes from a point of, kind of pain or frustration or upset and I think that's where we connect with people so 
you know, that's what I try and help others share. But in terms of my ideas, my ideas are often kind of bonkers, crazy out there <laughs> ideas, but they're all ways to help people share ideas or ways to encourage people to get out and experiment and explore things a bit more and not worry about failing and getting things wrong and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's where the like a hundred sports in a hundred days, that was one of my kind of an idea that people seem to like because it is a bit like, what? Um, so so yeah. talk about that, what, what is that? <laughs> so this was a challenge I did uh, to raise money uh, back in 2016. And basically, yeah, it was, I did a hundred different sports in a hundred consecutive days. And I filmed every single sport that I did, put it online. And basically it was, it was, a, it was based on the belief that there's a sport out there for everybody. Um, if you don't like the gym, don't go to the gym. Stop beating yourself up about not going to the gym. Go out there and find something you do enjoy. Because I've done random sports, you know, like bodybuilding and wakeboarding. And I got so much passion from it, but I'm not really one for like running or, you know, tennis or things like that. So I was like, go out and find something different. And that's what that project was all about, like inspiring others. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So from a branding and marketing guy, because I, we, most of our listeners are business owners, entrepreneurs, speaker, author, coaches. Mm -hmm. And I always say to them, you have to have something that stands out. Like in your case, your name stands out and <laughs> your the, the whole campaign. I mean, it, no, but seriously, because a lot of people unfortunately don't have that. So it's just like, oh yeah, I want to share ideas. Okay. Well then I ask you a little deeper. Well, what do you mean? You, mm -hmm. what, do you what kind of ideas? Like, oh, like I want to create a platform to help other people share their ideas. Because I felt frustrated. So now there's a why. But then yeah. I'm like, well, let's back deeper. You're like, well, like for instance, but again, hundred sports in hundred days. It's something like the whole word. Well, the word, the, the number hundred stands out because we all yeah. love that. I think it's from childhood. <laughs> but yeah. out of the hundred sports that you did, were there a few that you really, really were surprised that you liked or were, were odd or unique or stood out? Yeah. Um, the ones that I always like talking about the most are uh, Quidditch. Uh, as in AKA Harry Potter Quidditch. And yes, it does exist. Um, no, you don't fly, but you do run around with a broom between your legs. Um, that was always a great fun one. Uh, and just That's bizarre. That's an actual sport. That's an actual sport, yeah. It's quite popular in universities. Interesting. <laughs> Were they drinking? No. <laughs> no, they weren't drinking. But what I really loved about it was it was an opportunity for those people that might not have wanted to join like the rugby club or the, you know, traditional sports, but it was full contact. They were covered in mud, but they wow. might not have played rugby, but they were still playing a full contact sport. And that's what I love about like bringing new people to a sport because you kind of remove some of the stereotypes. It was a bit more geeky, but they were still full on. So, Interesting. And yeah. I saw that you spoke in India. What was that talk about? Uh, so the title of that was, um, how to create the future you want without knowing what you want. It was, it was basically this idea of, um, we're, we're sold this dream, aren't we? Of We can do anything we want, like we can be who we wanna be. All these memes and inspirational quotes tell us to like live our dreams. And, and particularly for kind of school leavers, there's so much potential, but ultimately we don't know what we want. And I feel like it came very much from a, a personal frustration of feeling like I had something to give and I wasn't living up to my full potential, but not knowing what my full potential was and this sense of striving all the time. And so it was kind of talking about how I explored and overcame that myself and how I eventually stumbled onto what I now feel is like the thing I'm meant to be doing and my contribution to the world. But I never would have, I never, I didn't study film. I studied engineering and I kind of stumbled on this by exploring and experimenting and going, you know what, I'm going to try loads of different things, extracurricular things. And that's essentially what I talk about. In my talk is if you don't know what you want to do, that's fine. That's normal. 
go and try things until you happen to stumble on something. Um, so similar to the, the hundred sports in a way, like try different things until you happen to come across something you love. Yeah, it's like this guy named Adam Grant. He studies at, well, he actually is a professor out of, out of, of Wharton University of Pennsylvania. He talks about how this book called Originals, how nonconformists change the world. But he talked about how literally we might know Mozart for those two pieces of work or Shakespeare, but it's about the frequency of what they do, which makes mm. them a genius. So like what Absolutely. you're saying, it's similar where whether you're a genius or you find your why, like in my case, instead of giving a thousand speeches or 800 podcasts, I know why I like certain podcasts and why I don't, but it's about mm -hmm. encouraging our listeners to know that you might not get in the first try or second try. And I relate it to dating as well. People may think they want to date this guy or that woman. And ultimately you have to experience it first before you start having a deeper sense of your desire to really move forward. So I appreciate Absolutely. that perspective, Liu. What's um, one thing you most love about the TEDx brand? Because I know, again, you're both a curator and a, and a speaker. What do you encourage people to, to learn about that, that brand and, and why you, you are passionate about that brand? For me, it's this idea of um, it's self-expression. And I think this is my, by far my favorite thing about the, the TEDx process, I'll say, as opposed to the brand, but the brand and the platform and what it's known for calls for people to go on that journey and that process. Um, and it's this thing of uh, the, the speakers that I see and that we work with, they, they, they lack in, you know, they, they've done amazing things because they have to be at a certain level for us to select them, but they don't always have confidence in what they have to contribute to the world. They're doing great stuff, but they're not necessarily confident in their message and their why, like you've said, but going on that journey and that process and that expectation forces them to really come up against what am I really all about? What's the value of what I have to give? And how is that an expression of like me and my expression in the world and seeing them, the confidence that they come out at the end and kind of it's even if their talk was to never be released to the world, the process of, of them kind of going, right, I've got to take everything I know and condense it down to less than 18 minutes forces them to really get to grips with this is what I'm all about. And I think that's my favorite thing about like the TEDx brand and the process as a whole. Yeah, no, I recommend it. I, I mean, I speak for a living and for many years I didn't really bother because again, I'm, I'm a, I do more of this for a living, but mm -hmm. I kept getting asked and like all things, if my clients ask me that I want to do it myself before I help or see or if you see the value. And I was in, very impressed with the whole process, whether you're doing a TED talk or a TEDx talk because they're very, very thorough how they vet their candidates and go through how to teach and coach you because really every, everyone does have a story whether with this podcast or with your films so you know, thank you so much for being on our podcast how can our guests stand up with you and, and and watch your your your, your speeches uh, so I guess the best place is on my website, which is Liu Bachelor. Um, the spelling of that is L-I-U Bachelor, spelt with a T, B-A-T-C-H-E-L-O-R.com. Um, the benefit of having an unusual name, if they Google me, they'll probably find me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our Gifters podcast. If you want to turn your story into a successful speaking or coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com for details.